When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish, the number one podcast among bisexuals. Probably. <laughs> How do you know? You can't find them to ask. <laughs> there's there's no bisexual podcast ever. That's not true. There are. Oh my God, bisexual podcast magazine. We should start it. <laughs> the, these two gay guys have these opinions about bisexuals. Well, that's kind of what we're doing with this episode. Oh God. Okay. Hi. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and bisexuality. <laughs> And today, today we're talking about shit. I forgot. I don't have anything written down on my page. It's gone. It was it was a race. Yeah. Uh, no, we're talking about bisexuals. We're talking about bisexuals. A much requested uh, topic mm-hmm. that we're excited to like get into. Kid requested, mother approved. Here we go. But some mothers don't approve, and yeah. that's their fault. Um, and we are. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, we got a bunch of bisexuals. Why does that sound weird? We collected them. We collected bisexuals. <laughs> we played Pokemon. And <laughs> found the bisexuals. I think bisexual is like when you morph into your higher power state. Mm-hmm. Like what's that called? You evolve into a bisexual, mm-hmm. and that's um, I don't know anything about Pokemon. Me neither. Ash, uh, he's a dude. Ash Ketchum. Sure. Um, is his last name Ketchum? I think it. Yeah. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. No, we have stories, uh, voicemails, and uh, listener stories uh, about what what it's like being bisexual. Yep. Because we're lazy and didn't want to talk this episode. <laughs> okay. You keep saying that. I always frame it as we want to share the many voices and perspectives of bisexuals. Yeah. I like mine better, but you know. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever Great. you want to call it. Great. But first, but first, uh, feedback and corrections. Um, no, I have one. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, as I mentioned w- in episode blah blah blah, um, I went and played music with my three female cousins, mm-hmm. and I got to explain to them what sounding is. <laughs> Right, which we touched on in the prostate episode in episode one eighty nine. I very briefly mentioned that 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 sounding is a way to directly stimulate the prostate. Yeah, turns out that one of my cousins is married to a urologist, and she went home and talked to him about it, and gave me a whole spiel about how fucking wrong I am. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, you're reading. This is from my cousin via text message. Had an interesting discussion with the penis doctor. About prostate, Doctor Penis. <laughs> about prostate stimulation and urethral sounding. Nerds. Since robotic prostatectomies are done with a nerve sparing technique, with an end goal to maintain normal function, sensation, and climax, I started wondering about how many sensory nerves are truly in the prostate itself in the first place. According to Doctor Penis, the majority of the sensory nerves and nerve bundles surround the prostate and run outside of the prostate, which is why nerve sparing is possible. And why complete restoration of function and sensation is possible, even with the gland gone. This also explains why stimulation to external areas, rectal and perineum, work. You aren't really massaging the prostate. You're simply massaging all of the nerves around it. So back to sounding. According to Dr. Dr. Penis, Penis. it is definitely more dangerous and probably less 
stimulating than the other techniques of prostate stimulation because it is actually further from the nerve bundle. So when I said in that episode that you can like directly stimulate that shit and it's amazing, apparently Dr. Penis says no. You, I mean, it sounded good. I I, like it's, it made sense. So you at home. Which is what I'd always heard about sounding. Oh, really? That's like, that's why. And that's why it's awesome. Well, that, that's why we do this show to take the things we've always heard and see if they're true. Yep. So take, take that skinny metal pole out of your penis and go ahead and just go right through the rectum. Well, I put it up your ass. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Thanks, Dr. Penis. Yeah, great. Um, Next. Yeah. The news? Do you have... No? You know, I just... Every time I'm like... Yeah, all right. Game time decision about what sound to make during news. Great. News. News. Great. Okay, so... Uh, it's primary time um, a- around the United States, and there's a really interesting fight in the 27th district in the Delaware's House of Representatives. Uh, there's a there's two Democrats who are running against each other in the primary, uh, Eric Morrison and Earl Jacques, and it is notable that the drag queen won. Wait, (laughs) one of them is a drag queen? Yes, Eric Morrison is a drag queen and claimed Uh. 61% of the vote in the primary. Uh, It had apparently blown up and been a topic of discussion on the campaign trail. So Earl Jacques, who was the incumbent, said during an interview in December with the News Journal, quote, You wonder what the point is. You can have fundraisers. I don't care about that. But dressing in drag, really? I'm not so sure. I'm not sure he represents the people who attend those places of religion. If he's actually having a fundraiser in drag, I don't think those churches would endorse that. I'm just saying it's a little different. That's for sure. And then there was backlash against him saying insensitive, hurtful, and simply wrong things about drag queens. And then everybody's like, oh, God, but you're a drag queen. And now everybody knows what does that mean for your campaign? Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then the drag queen won. I, well, okay. To shitty dude's credit like it is a little different that part's true that's like the one true thing he said out of all of that like yeah that, that is being a drag queen is a little different but it should be a uh a good thing that's awesome that that like went the other way than you would think yeah well so there's a little bit more plot here uh, morrison who is the drag queen that won what's the, what's what's his drag name do oh, you know god does this article say what his drag name is does not say what his track name is. Why? It's probably like Tits McFucker Jin or something like that they oh, wanted to leave out. It's Drag Erasure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so basically then Jacques the incumbent apologized and then responding to his apology, Morrison, the drag queen, uh, who has performed in drag events for more than two decades, said he very much appreciated the remarks but added, quote, Unfortunately, this does not change the fact that Representative Jacques voted against same-sex marriage in 2013 and refused to vote yes or no on banning the barbaric practice of conversion therapy for Delaware's LGBT minors in 2013. Those votes trouble me today and will always trouble me. (laughs) So, man, that's a good, like, uh, okay, we always talk about how, like, lesbians get shit done Hmm. also drag queens like i trust a drag queen with more than i trust any like anyone else because like they're on it they know their shit they do work they 
protect all of us gabies they are terrifying they are so (laughs) scary (laughs) which is very very much what you need in a politician i say that a lot that they're terrifying and i probably shouldn't not all of them are terrifying but there is a certain acerbic wit that comes with being a drag queen that you do not want to be the recipient of well it's just like a there's a presence like even with uh more assertive kind of personalities like when there is a six foot eight inch you know giant red haired lady with the craziest makeup like you know walking towards you there's a part of you that's like oh did i do anything but yeah plus i play world of warcraft with a uh, drag queen now and and she's making me realize that they're wonderful on the inside no (laughs) (laughs) donna sugars plays world of warcraft with us and she's amazing and a drag queen okay great cool moving on moving on next speaking of prostates sure uh so milo johansson a car salesman in jacksonville florida went to the doctor his normal doctor dr smith wait you can't make you just make that up his name is dr smith okay sounded like you didn't know and have you already heard this story no i have no idea what you're about to say oh okay um so dr smith decided that it was time for milo johansson the patient to get a finger wave for checking his prostate for prostate cancer apparently that made him come he had an orgasm while receiving that uh that what is that called investigation (laughs) examination while receiving that examination he had an orgasm hot came all over everything and then quote I understand, this is the doctor speaking, I understand that Milo was shocked by what happened to him. An orgasm meant something sexual had taken place between us, and he became very aggressive. Uh, Johansson ordered the doctor to apologize and say no homo, a phrase the doctor was unfamiliar with. The doctor tried to calm the patient down, so instead the patient pulled his gun and (gasps) shot the doctor twice in the chest at close range. Fuck! <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah, uh, the doctor has fully recovered. What? So apparently, he's a bad shot. How, um, you can't recover. That's not a. That's not a thing people do. You don't recover. Okay. Well, I mean, so he shot, and then he shot, and then he left. And <laughs> but yeah, he was so mortified, or like his homophobic whatever could not handle the fact that another man had given him an orgasm, even though it was during a medical examination and perfectly normal. And decided to shoot the doctor. Fuck. And clearly then, uh, this is one of those things, like sex education, like you should know that you're like what your prostate does and that that's a possibility and it's okay. And it's like uh, getting erections, getting aroused doesn't always mean like you're sexually into something. Getting like orgasming doesn't always mean you're into like they're, yeah. they're just, wow, that's so much ignorance and like surprisingly homophobic for a like a pro you know a prostate exam like yeah for such a medical routine thing that men yeah are supposed to do to <laughs> no, no homo that, okay <laughs> shooting him is sure that's ridiculous but the craziest part might be demanding he says no homo oh, yeah. <laughs> right like what what cultural wires get crossed that you think it's like the magic phrase it's like <laughs> abracadabra for getting rid of faggotry you have to say it like, <laughs> okay the one instance where i think it'd be okay to say for to like say no homo hmm. if bi people are called gay and they're like no, <laughs> no homo because yeah. i'm bi this is not homo <laughs> oh i love it oh shit i love it okay that's it 
for that one. Florida. Florida. So this is a little bit uh, unorthodox, which, you know, is that's something I don't like to do. I, I'm pretty strict about our format. Yeah. Uh, the third news, the third and final news story this week, I am going to read someone's 100 words because it is it is in the news and it is very oh. um, timely. Okay. So as I'm sure you're aware by now, at a certain level of Patreon, you can write 100 words and send them in and I will read them. Um, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so this person wrote this in for their 100 words. Good afternoon, Mike, Kyle, and fucking Dan. I feel like I need to finally send in my 100 words after being on vacation in Trump country for a week. So here we go. On Friday, September 18th, RGB passed away. As I was sitting on my grandparents' couch reading the news, my grandfather immediately turned on Fox News and the propaganda bullshit began. As I'm sitting there crying my eyes out, my grandparents are celebrating that she's gone and that Trump now gets another Supreme Court pick and, quote, just in time, too. Instead of talking about all of the amazing things that RGB had done for women's rights in the 1970s and being only one of two women who served on the Supreme Court, they were talking about how this is going to be the political battle of the century and the different people that could take her place with their conservative views. This just reminded me that with the election quickly approaching to please remind everyone to vote. This is a very important election and all of our voices need to be heard. I'm not normally political, but I can't continue to stay quiet on the matter. Pretty sure that this is more than 100 words, but I felt it necessary to tell the story. Much love, Chris Farrell. Get out there and vote, people. Yeah. I I keep crying about her, and we can't talk about her much longer because it's, like, legit. Um, please register to vote if you haven't already, and vote. Cry, cry, uh, cry, <laughs> cry. Okay, no, we don't. That'll, that'll get our ratings up, right? <laughs> <laughs> the only episode that you cried on is the one where you talk about bi people. That could be misconstrued. Um, That's the news. Uh, I want to thank uh, the following Patreon members. AJ Dandy, which I don't know if that's your real name, but I love it. Um, yeah. Tim Novembre, which is very confusing because the Spanish word for November is Noviembre. So I... Um, D. Just D? D. The letter D. Is it a capital D? Uh, yes. A big D. A big D. <laughs> Thank you, big D. <laughs> uh, Christopher Mina and Donna Sugars. I just talked about that bitch in the World of Warcraft and the drag queen thing earlier. Oh, that was the... I didn't I didn't look at what was coming up next. I, it didn't stay in my mind as I was reading this. I just... Okay. I hope she's okay with this and... She will be. It's fine. Uh, she joined Patreon so that she could vote against you on the Selena Gomez poll. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, we were playing World of Warcraft as she was signing up because we were very much talking about Selena that night. You know what? If, if, <laughs> if you, Maybe we should do more polls <laughs> about things like that because if you want to give us money so that you can dis formally disagree with me, I think I'm fine with that. Um, if you want to formally disagree with me, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and get a lot of bonus stuff. Yeah. Bisexuals? Let's talk about bisexuals. So, uh, September 23rd is, is, uh, well, okay. I've seen it written two ways, uh, celebrate bisexuality day. And I've also seen by visibility day, which leave it to buy people to like have two different names. Yeah, make up your mind. <laughs> Pick one bisexuals. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this should be coming out the day 
after that. So this is our uh, this is our our by celebration episode. Yeah, we celebrate you. We celebrate you inside and out. We. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm so in my head about this episode because so many people have requested it, and because yeah. like bisexuality in the LGBT community, it, it's surprising. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising, but like it's surprising to me how they are continuously forgotten, erased, looked down on, all that shitty hey, stuff. Oh, hey, Mike. Do, do people know that that's the B in LGBT? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, yeah, it is absolutely. It's the second letter. Second. Nope. Third. <laughs> <laughs> Great. L B G L G. Ah, shit. I don't know how to. Now I'm thinking of a BLT. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we do this justice. But um, I want to start. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. I want to start by talking about some bisexual stereotypes that are out there. Okay. And to do that, let me first play this song mm. by Domo Wilson, and it's called Bisexual Anthem. Yeah, these bitches hating on me cause I'm confident in me Better not forget the B and LGBT And y'all like to say we selfish and y'all say we like to cheat But I don't they both at the same time haters have a seat I like girls, oh my gosh, big booty, big tits I like guys too though, super sexy, big So, in that song What I learned Yes Is that she does not like to give blowjobs is because that, she said she likes to eat pussy and she likes and to, to ride. To ride. Yep. 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 We did not hear about putting it in her mouth. <laughs> so, Domo, <laughs> let us know how you feel about beaches. So, she mentioned several of the stereotypes that bisexual people get. Uh, so, I'll just say some of them uh, that they are selfish. Mm-hmm. That they. Um, Where does that come from? Sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, no, no. That yeah, no. That's the that was the point. Selfish? Of this. How? Because it's like like I, like, gr- like I'm greedy. Like I want my cake and I want to fuck it too. I don't know. But not like, pie. They don't like not pie. pie. They hate pie. Um, I think it's that like oh, you want everyone. So uh, it, you're right. It's highly illogical that like like straight a straight dude saying to a bi chick, you're selfish because you also like chicks but you also like the dudes that i'm not into so why do i give a fuck <laughs> i just am very confused about how people perceive the world and there's uh, there's a certain point at which the number of people doesn't matter like okay if you're straight if you're a straight dude you have like you know all these women that you can date if all of a sudden you're a bi dude and you add all these men it's like you're not going to date everyone. Like the selfish part would be like, what are you going to date every single person? It's like, there's too many, like there's too many people for anyone to date. So it doesn't matter if it's like just men or, or men and women or, yeah. or non-binary or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that uh, none of the, of course, none of these like make logical sense, but they're sure. Um, next one is that they cheat. They will cheat. Yeah. Which we heard, uh, several times in the stories that, that people sent in, um, which, Okay, so that one I find believable. Uh-oh. 
And the reason being, I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that I find it at least logical. Or oh, believable. you could understand like cheating or selfish makes no logical sense. Cheating might be a logical thing. Because we are so monogamy driven as a society and we push monogamous relationships so hard if you can get right with the idea that this person is into both genders but they're only married to one of them in order to scratch that itch that they must have they have to cheat Mm -hmm. yeah i get that yeah okay that that yeah that does make sense and and that's part of that erasure that um i mean so I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> oh my god! Everybody, are you listening to this? G- gasps heard around the world, and like, just because I like giant arms and a healthy dick, mm-hmm. if I have a guy with giant arms and a little dick, doesn't mean like, oh well. I but I really need to get that big dick's itch, so I got to go find someone else. Like, there are always qualities that you want in people that aren't going to exactly fit up and you're not going to get 100% exactly what you want in any relationship. So it's it's that same, you know. It's, yeah. it's so interesting because I've heard that as being like an actual argument for why open relationships are awesome. Mm. Like, go get what I don't have and then come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that, yeah. I, I mean, let's be honest. I said, <laughs> the, what I just said is a hypothetical. If, I, if someone had big arms and let me also suck on big dicks, I would probably do that. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> uh let's see the uh another they 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 just need to pick one one side they're a a fake gay or fake lesbian um and i think that comes from i think a big part uh a big reason that especially gay men i mean that's all i know but um gay men say that think that bisexuality isn't real because a lot of people come out as you said you came out as bisexual first and then as and it was a transition to accepting that you're gay and that's true for some people so that i think when your own experience is that's what bisexuality meant to you it was a stepping stone then you assume that that's the case for every bisexual so i think that is where that that comes from sure yeah that it's just a pit stop on the way to gay town yep 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 and when you're in the coming out process that just feels safer yeah like it's not I'm not going full gay, yeah. everybody. I'm just, I'm just kind of, kind of sticking my nose out there into gay village for a while. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. I do think it's a well, I, especially. Let me explain to you why you did what you did. Great. Um, no, it it makes it like it does seem to me like it can help justify your previous actions of like why did I date women? Yeah. Like okay bisexual explains it yeah i like dudes but i've dated women yeah so it makes sense that it can be a stepping it was much easier to not have to look my ex-wife in the eye and say i've been faking it the whole time (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. um yeah so those are some of the bisexual stereotypes oh we should we were explaining the rationale behind some of those stereotypes i mean it should be clear hopefully like those aren't true bi people are not cheaters they're not selfish they're not faking like they're just real people out there and don't put your judgments on them or you want to do you want to roll the next package what (laughs) so we asked everybody last week to send in their stories and then yen boy you did 
boy and girl you did. <laughs> um, so let's let's we got some voicemails, we got some letters. Let's hear some of that now. Hello, hello. Uh, so I just finished uh, hearing the first part uh, about me celebrating bisexuality uh, on September third, and I wanted to do my story. So um, I started off with not knowing where I was, but knowing that I was a lot different than the other kids, as a lot of coming out stories. So um, I was, I think, 10 when I first came out to my sister and to her now ex-husband. And she, my sister looked at me and just said, okay, like, that's, that's cool. She, had, she didn't really have a problem with it. Her ex-husband, on the other hand, uh, was very religious and a little bit closed-minded. Like, it's very closed-minded. And he told me, no, you're not. You're not, you're not bisexual. You're not gay. You are not straight. You are just a horny 10-year-old who wants to fuck any hole that they can put, that you can put your dick in. And I was like, wow. Okay. And... Yeah, and I guess word spread to my mom, who confronted me as well and said, you're gay? I go, no, I'm not gay, I'm bisexual. I like both, at the time, when I was only talking, there was two genders. I like both genders. I like boys and I like girls. Again, I was uh, very sheltered, so I didn't know about the spectrum of genders, but she thought that bisexuality didn't exist. She goes, no, you can't be bisexual. You're either gay or straight. And which in my mind, it was either, it was either you're going to be sent to a, uh, one of those conversion camps in Arizona and live with your aunt for, uh, for the next couple of years so you can be, be straight, or you can just admit that you're straight and stay home. So, yeah. And then I, and then I turned 18 and came out with whatever I wanted. Oh, actually, and, Oh, I have only a few seconds left. Um, and when I got married, I'm now divorced. When I got married, I told her that I was bisexual on our first date, and she got disgusted because she was like, great, so now I have to worry about you cheating on not only girls, but guys too. And I thought, okay, wow, bisexuality is very uh, accepted in my community. So two stories for the price of one and just under three minutes. Thanks, Mike and Dan. Hey, Mike and Kyle. My name is Alexis. I identify as bisexual, and I am from Los Angeles, California. My experience from being bisexual was, is, and will be always problematic for many reasons. Um, when I came out, pe- um, my family tolerated it, tolerated it. Um, other people ignored it and would later question me as if I wasn't gay anymore or ever was. Um, another stereotype that I faced was people telling me that bisexuality doesn't exist or, you know, the well-known line of key people just, they should just pick a side and then question me, like, later on down the road, um, you know, if I was, in fact, gay. But this also, like, biphobia comes from, you know, cis, hetero, straight people as well as inside the LGBT community, and um, that made it very difficult for me to come to terms with my sexuality and accepting myself. But after having a lot of doubts and 
of whether I should come out or not and lots of anxiety about it. Um, I'm in a place where, you know, I'm happy and I am proud to be who I am. So thank you for those stories. More coming your Still way. Coming. <laughs> uh, but then, Mike, do you want to tell me stuff? Sure. I'm going to tell you about the history of bisexuality. Wow. How did I not guess that? <laughs> I guess I just didn't think there would be a history. Like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, okay. So part of bi erasure is just the historicity of the whole thing. Any, any, any historicity? Sure. Any that's not the Polari word. That's just a regular English no, word. That's just right. I think so. <laughs> What's that mean? Let's, well, let's look at historicity, the historical authenticity. Great. So it's interesting that there are all of these historical figures that verifiably had sexual relationships with people of the same gender, and also had traditional marriages and children of their own, and we say that they were gay. They might have been by mm-hmm. right. So the presumption being that, especially in the earlier times, whatever that means, like you had to be closeted. So the the marriage to the opposite gender is the the facade. Well, so in in a, in a lot of ancient societies, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, to a certain extent, ancient Japan, very much in ancient China, it was not frowned upon to engage in same sex sexual activity as long as you were still procreating as long as you still did your family duty to your wife or i mean we're usually we're talking about men yeah. um and as, as long as as long as all of that was good fuck whoever you want to it's like that that seems to be the hmm. the feeling of it all so but how many of those people are by like we're very quick to say oh poor gay Archimedes or whoever <laughs> um, you know was forced to be married to that woman and have those kids and had to sneak around banging those dudes on the side that that could totally be a false narrative right mm. like it they very well could have just been bisexuals and having a grand old time mm. so moving on though uh, bisexuality as a thing as a as a um, that psychologists and and sexual behavior folks studied um the 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 word didn't actually mean the same thing when we got started Mm -hmm. so according to dutch anthropologist gert heckma which heck yeah heckma (laughs) um the term bisexual was used in dutch for the first time in 1877 but it referred to a hermaphrodite who had their sexual career both as a heterosexual woman and as a heterosexual man so sexual career is that the phrase you used that's that's what this article says yes I just love their sexual career it's like I, here's my sexual linkedin profile <laughs> <laughs> okay. so i the whole they that person was bisexual because they had functioning genitalia of both genders and utilized them in sex work and hmm so then later bisexuality represents both the double sexual object choice and androgyny um and then since the 19th century bisexuality became a term with at least three different yet interconnected meanings um in the field of biology and anatomy it referred to biological organisms that are sexually undifferentiated between male and female so Hmm. sexual dimorphism is like 
you know, the the female of the species is three times the size and eats the male when they're done mating. That's something spiders do, I think, or praying Pregnant mantises. Yeah. yeah. Um, if Dan were here, he would. Do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I fucked that up. So, so in, in biology and anatomy, if you're if they're bisexual, then they they're sexually undifferentiated. Uh, by the early 20th century in the field of psychology, bisexuality is used to describe a combination of masculinity and femininity hmm. in people psychologically instead of biologically. And in the late 20th century, particularly since the AIDS epidemic, bisexuality is seen as sexual attraction to both male and female. So the way that we use it in modern parlance is the youngest of the meanings of that word and one that largely emerged post HIV AIDS. Huh. Kinsey studied it, right? Like to be to be um between a Kinsey 1 and a Kinsey 5 meant meant that you were ambisexual or bisexual according to Kinsey and the way that he studied all of this stuff. Um do you have Gata later? A little bit. A little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Should I not talk about Kinsey's Gata? Oh, you can talk about that. I didn't. Great. Yeah. Uh the Kinsey report found that 11.6% of white males in the United States had about equal heterosexual and homosexual experience and response throughout their adult lives and that 7% of single females and 4% of previously married females had about equal heterosexual and homosexual experience and response for this period of their lives. Did you say white males? Yeah. Why did he just why is that a thing? Kinsey I, yeah, did he only study white people? I mean, that we shouldn't be surprised by that because, like, people in the 40s were kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird, <laughs> specific. Um, but Kinsey, like I was saying earlier, he, he didn't like the term bisexual to describe people who engaged in sexual activity with both sexes. He used bisexual in its original biological sense as hermaphroditic hmm. and saying, quote, until it is demonstrated that taste in a sexual relation is dependent upon the individual containing within his anatomy, both male and female structures or male and female psychological capacities, it is unfortunate to call such individuals bisexual. And I think we might have Kinsey to thank for some of the stereotypes about bisexual people because when the Kinsey report came out and people started reading it and talking about it and republishing it uh some of this was a was a revelation right that oh bisexuals 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 <laughs> bisexuals yeah <laughs> those um, who bisexual yeah <laughs> they will have bisexual <laughs> um that uh i think when we don't know very much about a subject but it starts to get into the popular zeitgeist that's when stereotypes are most likely to pop up hmm. right because there's so much unknown that creates a vacuum that people then can inject their own your bullshit is bullshit into yeah and especially like early studies that sometimes are wrong then people take this information and run with it either they the study was fucked up or it was led by someone who had an agenda or they're misinterpreting the findings or whatever i think that's what like when um gay people were like said to be pedophiles because like there's this one study that everyone took and then but it was wrong yeah, some like republicans <laughs> go vote <laughs> Um, last history of bisexuality tidbit that I will share and then we can move on. In 1905, Freud presented his theory of psychosexual development in three essays on the theory of sexuality. And in that book, he argued that bisexuality was the baseline sexual orientation for humans that we all started out by and moved on from there. Hmm. 
And I, I think it's really interesting. I mean, Freud's obviously, we've come a long way since Freud, but for, for, for 1905 to say being bi is normal, it's how we all started out, I think is pretty interesting. And did he mean it in the way that we mean it today or in the hermaphroditic sense? Ha! This is how I feel when you ask me questions about really specific things that I tell you. In the sexual sense. Oh, okay. okay. Sexual orientation. Got it. Got it. Which I, I also think that. I feel like I've even said that before. Like, I think way more people are bisexual than hmm. even will admit. Like, I've said before, like, I enjoy making out with women. Like, that. I don't want to go further than that, but, like, that's a little bi. Like, yeah. it's just... But you don't you don't identify as bi. No, and and that's a question. Like it, part of it, it's just easier. I mean, because I'm like so much on the gay side. Like it's just much easier to say that than say like bisexual. But it's like ninety five percent into dudes. You know, like so yeah. it's yeah. Um, and uh, presumably that's. I mean, some, for some bi people, it was easier just to be like look, I'm just going to pass as straight because that's so much easier than trying to explain or identify or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and speaking of Kinsey, cause we just were talking about him. It's, it's a, it's a spectrum, mm-hmm. right? And, and labels don't do very well at identifying spectra. Is that the plural of spectrum? I think so. Jesus. Um, speaking of labels. Hey, Kyle. Oh, hey, Mike. Am I bi? Are you bi? I don't know. I had a whole segment called Am I Bi? But the whole thing was just like, uh, I don't think I'm a Kinsey six yeah. because I, I'm i okay with vaginas. What do you... What do you... Okay, let's think about women. Like, what would you sexually, like, be down with for women? Well, be down with is the operative phrase here. I banged a woman I was married to for six years or whatever, and... Did you like it? Everything worked. It was well, fun. just because. Well, but did you like it? I was getting off. Did you like it? Sometimes. Would Would you like you? A woman walks in and somehow, like, just for you, she is the like you're just so into her. She looks great. Would you have sex with a woman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're a little bi. <laughs> if that were to happen, but I also rarely or never happens yeah. like i don't i don't notice women in a room yeah. not in a sexual gaze kind of way yeah yeah i notice the sexual gaze instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, this, I, yeah i think like i think everyone including us is at least a little by and yeah. we all just make it easier by rounding up or whatever and that this is oh this is uh, what we should talk about in a, a misconception about bi people is that like it doesn't have to be 50 50 like mm. bisexual does not mean 50 50 it can be 70 30 it can be i don't have to say all the things that add up to 100 yeah. but like <laughs> let's start at the beginning 1 or 99 298 um so it's speaking of speaking of bisexuals not having to choose no what did you just say you, <laughs> i don't know uh, um, more, uh, most people are bi or something yeah maybe let's uh let's let's hear for some from some more buys can you can you say buys as a plural noun <laughs> i like it i think i think so i'll say yes okay great as a newly discovered bisexual myself <laughs> great. i'll say yes <laughs> this one is from mike s 
Hi guys, I heard that your next episode will be about bisexuals in honor of Bi-Visibility Day. I think that's fantastic and have been waiting a while for you to cover the topic. Thank you. I myself am a bisexual male and actually run the Seattle Bisexual Men Meetup Group, currently at 635 members strong and counting. I have a few personal stories on bi-erasure, but the most memorable one for me is when I came out as bisexual several years ago to one of my close bisexual female friends at her house. Her initial reaction when I told her was, but I didn't think men could be bisexual. Is that a thing? Her gay brother was also at her house at the time and had overheard us talking. He came into the room to tell me that men couldn't be bisexual. They had to be either straight or gay. I ended up having to find and send articles to the friend that proved bisexual men existed. Sometimes a lot of bi-erasure can occur based on who you may be dating at the time. You're assumed straight, or mostly straight, when dating someone of the opposite sex, or assumed gay, or mostly gay, when dating someone of the same sex. I don't know if your episode will be more focused on the relationship between bisexuals and the gay community, but a lot of the biphobia and bi-erasure towards bisexual men actually comes from the straight community, and particularly straight women. There was... Famously, a Glamour survey conducted back in 2016 in which 63% of women say they would never date a man that had had sex with another man. While I won't touch on specific experiences by men in my meetup group, I will say that the number one reason a lot of the more closeted members in the group don't come out more publicly is fear of losing their female significant other as a result. The general experience shared by all bisexuals is we can be regularly invalidated and often have to remind others we are real. I can't recall where I heard it, but I remember hearing this quote, which can sum up our experience with bi-erasure. Quote, Bisexual men are actually gay men trying not to attract attention. Bisexual women are actually straight women trying to get attention. Thanks, and looking forward to the show. Hi, Mike, Kyle, and Dan. This is Nessa. Uh, listen to the latest show about um, wanting messages about being bisexual and figured I would send a little recording. Um, I grew up in a very cisgendered white neighborhood and didn't have anyone in my life of any sort of diversity to educate me on the ways of the world (laughs) or just the possibility that people had different feelings or different thoughts or anything. Um, My mother was a single mom um, and if she were still alive, she would be a Trump supporting Karen Hurts my soul to say that, but it's very true. <laughs> and I, th- the feelings that I had for other females, I would always just kind of be like, well, no, it's just because I really want to be their friend. Like I always tried to rationalize it as something other than it was because I didn't understand. I didn't know that you were allowed or um, it was a feeling you can actually have still attracted to men, still wanted to be with men, but had the same urges and feelings towards women. Um, it wasn't, you know, and in my late teens, early 20s, I had the, ooh, I'm drunk, I'm going to make out and do more with this girl because it's acceptable when you're that age and you're drunk because that's what all females do. You know, that's kind of like the stereotype is that all women go through a bisexual phase. So it it wasn't look it wasn't frowned upon. It was just like, oh, she's at that age. It, it's a phase. Um, and I, I kind of wrote it off as that because I still wasn't comprehending feelings I was having. And then after I got divorced, I was like, okay, 
I can, now that I kind of know that there's, there's a word for it, whether it be bisexual or something else, um, I don't feel so weird about it. So if, if something happens, it happens. And that's how I met Amy and dated Amy. And I've become more comfortable in my feelings towards men and women. Um, I think most of the problems that I have with bisexual is um, people want to tell me that I'm not or they want to tell me that I am. Um, it's never asking me how do I identify. It's you're not a you're, you're a lesbian because you're with well, with a woman or no you're you're straight because you were married to a man and this is just a phase or um you're not bisexual you're this other identifier and it's never what i say like nobody takes what i say at face value um and i actually get most of the pushback from other members of the lgbt plus community who think they know me better for whatever reason but I love you guys, and I hope to talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for that. Thanks. And hey, hey, howdy, Nessa. Nessa sounded really good. I don't think she was on her vacaya. It, Polari? It's a Polari word of the week. <laughs> Is it vacaya? Vacaya. Vacaya. Is that vacation? That's what it sounds like. It's what it sounds like, but vacaya. Oh. V-A-C-A-Y-A, noun, originally used to refer to any mechanical or electrical device that emits sound, such as a jukebox or record player, but has evolved to refer to mobile phones. Oh, wait, any electric device that makes sounds. Why did I, I mean, okay, I was thinking dildos, but like that doesn't, I don't think that necessarily makes a sound. Yeah, it's not its purpose anyway. Do you know what dildos are for? <laughs> I want to like voice activated dildo. Hey dildo. Yeah. <laughs> Make me a sandwich. Like I don't uh, yeah, Vakea. So, yeah, she sounded really good because she didn't record that on her Vakea. Oh, okay. She recorded it on her podcasting stuff. Got it. She's a podcaster. She is a podcaster. And a bisexual. And a bisexual. Um Speaking of bisexuals, that's not a good transition because that's all we're doing. But yeah. that's what I'm continuing to continue. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the labels. Um, okay. And I've, I should just say, I've already noticed we've either fucked it up or I don't know. A lot of times we just say things out of simplicity, but um, there are more than two genders. So we're talking about, you know, when we talk about bisexual, we keep referring to male or female, yeah. um, which that is not the case. We know that there are more genders. Gender is a spectrum. Uh, and, and we just kind of default to when we talk about, about bisexuals to the, the, two, the two big ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, as people have said in their testimonials to us, like they're, the, the, the word bisexual ends up being problematic all mm -hmm. the way around because yep. of that, right? Like yep. the well, bi and bisexual means two yeah 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 so and uh, there are a lot of different words have you heard any other words that are in the bisexual kind of family that refer to like <laughs> i mean omnisexual mm -hmm. and om nom nomnisexual which means you <laughs> fuck pac-man uh, uh polysexual that's another one yeah yeah 
Pansexual. Uh, and pansexual. Those are the four words I want to talk about. Fuck yeah! Nailed it. Great. <laughs> I don't you, need you. Maybe you, could, <laughs> maybe you could tell me about that. Do you know the difference between them? Oh, God, no. Okay, okay, okay. I figured. I figured. Well, I think that's what a lot of these um, voicemails or, or messages are expressing that... Um, okay, this is my editorializing. I think bisexual... It's interesting that it's, you know, in the history that it was like relatively newer definition, but that was one of the like early definitions of being interested in more than one gender. Mm -hmm. And so now as we're learning more and more about gender and and have a better understanding that there are more than two genders, um, I think bisexuality, I think that gave rise to uh, like some of these additional names, but also, I think many bisexuals say that it is liking two or more genders. Like it's never to them been exclusionary. It's not. It has not been specifically. I like men and women, and that's all there is. It was just the sure. word we used at the time because we. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, bisexual will be a person that's interested in two or more genders. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you the rest of the definitions. Um, I, one of my things that I'm so interested in is like all the different definitions and how people define these. And so on Reddit, whenever someone, people ask all the time what all these different words mean, and I always read it and there's always a little bit different spin on it. So like I, w- there is no definitive definition to all of these. I'll tell you like, based on what I've read, like the, the general definitions, Every person has their own definition. Like Facts don't matter and words have no meaning. Let's do this. Here we go. <laughs> well, it's just one of those things that like at the end of the day, like whatever someone says is their label. That's their label. And what it means to them is what it means to them. Do sure. you know? Like, so anyway. I mean, um, one, one, one thing I can totally get behind is that just because somebody uses a word doesn't mean they know what it means. That's true. But they have a meaning that it means to them. And so... Yeah, yeah. Get on board, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to Bytown. <laughs> choo choo. On our way to Bytown. All aboard. <laughs> so greedy. All aboard. <laughs> yeah, everyone get on everyone. this train. Um, okay, so the next one is poly. Oh, God, is it Amtrak? We're all going to die. Oh, God. Don't. Bisexuals. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. Don't get on Amtrak. Um, polysexual is the next one. Okay. That is. Um, attracted to multiple genders so you're attracted to more than one gender but it means you're not attracted to every single gender so um again this kind of bisexual and polysexual i think are similar in their ideas but are expressed in a little bit different way it does without breaking down the semantics of it it does imply to me more than two yeah like bisexual is two or more polysexual feels like it's going to be more than two again like the like what i looked up said more than one gender but not all so i don't yeah there's there's a big overlap between a lot of I these guess different you could terms. be polysexual and bisexual then i yeah i think you can be for sure i think you can be multiple is bisexual a subset of polysexual yeah i think it is okay go ahead the, uh, and people uh, I have not seen too many people adopt this, but in one thing I was reading, it was like bi plus, which like, it's like all of this shit. So it's like, um, uh, then there's omnisexual, which that's attracted to all genders. Oh, um, and so that's where polysexual is multiple genders, but not necessarily every single one and omnisexual, all genders. Okay. 
Um, and then pansexual. That's what I thought pansexual was. So I'm very interested to hear what comes out of your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> pansexual is attraction to people that is not based on gender. So all of these things I'm describing, it's like, I like these two genders. I like this gender and that gender. I like non-binary people and males. I like this, you know, but pansexual is, but it's not based on your attraction. To them is not based on their gender. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. based on the individual person. So, I, again, like I, I think part of the reason, like bisexual and pansexual, to me are the. I mean, bisexual obviously like the most prominent one, like the biggest thing we hear about. Pansexual to me is like the second biggest one that I've heard about um, between the others. Yeah. Uh, polysexual is just a little co- bit confusing because the word poly, you know, that if you just say poly, yeah, that I'm I'm thinking about relationships and not sexuality. But um, those are those are the different labels. They overlap. People have their own definitions. This isn't a definitive list. And and it's, I think, especially as we're learning more about gender and sexuality and fluidity and fluids and, you know, whatever. That these will continue to morph and grow. And that is another reason I like the word queer. I mean, obviously, like, pick what feels best and what you like. Awesome. Good for you. But I like the word queer to just, like, unite us all. It's interesting what i just i hadn't really thought about it before until you said it and in a way queer is bad because it means not straight but then that means you're validating straightness by defining yourself in opposition to it like Hmm? am i making any sense at all not to me okay great (laughs) wait what do you mean you're validating straightness like you're saying straight is a thing yeah i am queer so i'm not straight but that validates that being straight is a thing that Mm -hmm. is apart from queerness so that like in this future world where everybody just bangs who they want to bang and nobody's worried about their pronoun like in a in a in a world where all of that has gone away and we're just like fucking fluid do it um then why why have a word for straightness and more to the point why then have a word for not straightness being queer like do don't both of those concepts lose their importance and meaning in the future i mean and I'm, I'm not advocating for not using it now i think queer is a fantastic word and it's perfect for now in the situation that we're in i just had this yeah. momentary flash of like huh yeah maybe maybe ultimately we should hope that queer goes away too yeah i know <laughs> i i hear you say it like i mean i think similar to like race i think eventually like i would love it if everyone was just all mixed and no one yeah like, i want everyone to be taupe yeah <laughs> um i had one more note before we move on um and it is a reminder that being trans that in and of itself is not a gender being trans is not a distinct gender so if you are a man attracted to a trans man you could be gay you could be bi you could be but you know uh, i'm into men and trans people like that's not that's not how that thing works um so trans people can be like they identify as a male and they are male and straight or, or identify as a female and they are female. And, you know, so uh, I think that can get confusing to some people, but it's, it's kind of easy when you just, okay, you take away, I'm a trans man. Well, like just take away the word trans and they are a man. Indeed. Hopefully I covered all that. Right. I gave a thousand like asterisks and like, yeah, <laughs> Maybe not totally it, you know. Putting the ass in asterisk. <laughs> that's 
This stuff is complicated. Yeah. Like, there's a reason you can get a whole degree in this stuff, I think. You can get a degree in bisexuality? Well, gender and sexuality studies. Yeah. Oh, I, I think there should be a degree in bisexuality. Yeah. And then you, you high five. Yeah. <laughs> get your magna come loudly <laughs> bisexuality. Jesus. Great. Uh, do you want to hear from more listeners? Yeah, let's hear from more listeners. Let's hear. Let, push play. This email is from Mr. Bi45, who says, I knew I was bi early on, but hit it as best I could due to living in ultra-conservative Bible Belt. Married an amazing lady and had two boys. The wife and I struggled for many years, as you all have alluded to. Once you start to lie about your sexuality, it becomes second nature to lie about everything else. Fast forward 18 years of marriage, and she was at her breaking point. We had a huge fight over her finding questionable computer history once again, and me trying to lie my way out of it. While I was at work one day, she sent me a text that she was dropping the kids off at my parents, and when I got home, there would be a bottle of bourbon waiting, and we were going to talk things out, and then she was going to fuck my brains out. She approached the whole conversation in such a loving and supportive way, telling me that whatever the outcome, uh, she would love me unconditionally. Eventually, I told her that I was bisexual, and instantly I felt so much lighter. Years of hating myself, lying to myself, lying to her, being ashamed of my attraction to men, the years of, years of abused, I, abuse I inflicted upon myself. The next couple of years were not always easy, but we were much stronger as a couple. She had moments of jealousy, doubt, and resentment, all of which she deserved to feel. After all, I was not the only one going through this. My wife was on this journey with me. But we talked daily through all the emotions we were both feeling. Fast forward a few more years and we entered the swinging lifestyle, although we prefer the term ethical non-monogamists, with a desire to explore some MMF. We created profiles and started meeting guys on the regular. I got a little, it got a little overwhelming and after a few more, it got a little overwhelming and after a few months had to take a break. After resting up and coming up with some new guidelines on frequency of dates and such, we ventured back in. We started interacting with several lifestyle podcasters and were interviewed uh, for two different podcasts. Bi men in the lifestyle is still a taboo. We have since found our bi-friendly community. We have had many MMF, MMFF, and prior to COVID, we're attending bi-friendly house parties with anywhere from 12 to 45 people attending. I think the largest orgy we have been in was 14 people in one room spread over three king beds. I'm still in the closet in my vanilla world. My kids know that I identify as bisexual, but do not know about the lifestyle. I also realize that I have a lot of privilege. White male, middle class, and present as straight. I have a loving wife and have an outlet for my bisexuality. I am lucky and blessed. Despite this, there are days where I still hate my bi-ness. Days I worry that my overly religious family is right and I'm going to hell. Days I worry my conservative employer will find out and I'll be immediately terminated. Days I worry my vanilla friends will find out and I'll have to resign from my community involvement. Hey guys, uh, my name is Alex and I am bisexual. Uh, thank you for doing this episode. Definitely, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the, you know, just letting us be seen, letting us be heard. Um, I guess some information is um, I'm not a big fan of the word bisexual because I feel like there's definitely more than one gender. And so putting bi on it means, you know, male, female, but 
we all know that there's definitely like a spectrum. So um, maybe that's not something that I personally fit into. Um, my coming out story was kind of funny. Um, uh, so I dated, you know, mostly females all through, you know, high school, uh, middle school, all that kind of stuff. And when I was in college, I guess I just brought home my first boyfriend and introduced him to the family and said, hey, this is my boyfriend. Great. And nobody thought anything of it. Nobody did anything. You know, it just went right past. And that was just how how it was. You know, nobody said anything. Nobody cared. Um, I think one of the interesting things is the difference in my attraction between men and women. Um, like, when you think of, like, being attracted to a male, you think of, like, big, strong, maybe, like, man smell, maybe, like, shower, you know, deodorant, that kind of stuff, muscles, hairy, masculine features, jawlines, beards, all of that is, like, you know, really attractive. But on the same token, you know, with women, I like, you know, long, pretty hair, soft, independent, they smell nice. So kind of like the polar opposites are the things I look for in each each of the genders. Um I definitely feel the pressure from the LGBT community to constantly stay, you know, super sexually active and, you know, horny all the time. Um, but I feel that I have to perform that twice as much because I also have to do, you know, and feel myself represented in the straight community and with women as well. Um, I think the strangest part about being bisexual is eating out vagina. It's nasty. It's weird. It's like wet and meaty and it's slimy and warm. It's all the horrible parts about giving a blowjob without any of the fun parts. So I hope that was helpful. Um, have a great day. Thanks for all that you do. Um, bye. <laughs> okay. Can I say one more thing? Yes. Uh, uh, okay. I didn't have, I have a lot more. It's not Gata if it's by people, but Bida doesn't. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I just think is really interesting that not a lot of people realize, and, and I've said this in the past, I forget, it was way early on, but um, according to a 2013 Pew Research Center survey, 40% of LGBT people are bisexual. So like, it's how many? 40 four zero. that's many that that's, is that's a large number that is a large number of people and that's like the crazy thing like i had no idea i did not realize i mean until i learned about it on whatever episode that was um but they they make up such a big part of the lgbt community and so that's even crazier how much bi people get you know made fun of or erased or it's just insane for how big they are a part of the community yep um, so it, it, it sucks. It's weird. Um, and we, there was just recently, and there, there have been studies that have said they don't exist. And there's only recently 2020, a, a meta study that like confirmed bisexuality existed, which like, it's the same researcher that said it didn't exist before. Mm, so, mm, mm, I mean, a lot of people are like, you don't need to. I know I know bisexuality exists because I'm bi. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, yeah, to, yeah. But I think it's nice to have data, and it sucks that that dude did a, the original study, and 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 it's good at least that he 
gonna be making up for that for the rest of his yep, life. Yep, <laughs> yep. So at least he like you know got over it. But uh, oh yeah, the article that came out um, from the the first study was in 2005. It was called on the New York Times. It was called "Gay, Straight, or Lying." Oh God. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like gay. Gay. I just, I just gay. <laughs> well, I I am gay and I lie, so I, <laughs> um, but that you know that was 2005 that this study said that bisexuality doesn't exist. So, um, you know, God, we live in the future. Still, <laughs> still a long way to go. But you know, hey, 2020 confirmed bisexual. You're confirmed. <laughs> Data confirms you. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> uh, you want to hear from some more? Listeners? Yeah. Great. Here they do it. Buying it up. Hey, Kyle, Mike, and the sex grabby glory hole booth. Love you, Dan. 38-year-old cis bi guy calling from a small town in the Colorado Rockies. You said you wanted to hear from the buys, so um, here goes. While I'm at it here... Uh, gayest thing about me this week is I'm bi. Straightest thing about me this week is I'm bi. Um, another way of saying it is feels like I'm too gay to be straight and too straight to be gay. Um, I experience being bi as having both a, a straight side and a gay side with the best of both and the worst of both worlds in there. Um, I'm not out publicly because I am married to a fabulous lady and have been for the last 14 years. We have two awesome kids together. We are non-monogamous, but that's not something we generally share with the world. And it's very tricky to be openly bi without explaining the non-monogamous piece of things as well. Um... I've struggled with anxiety and a whole lot of imposter syndrome throughout my life. And so feeling like, uh, uh, you know, too gay to be straight, too straight to be gay is a challenge. Um, these feelings are not unique among the bi folk. Uh, but unlike so many others, I have an amazing partner who loves me just for who I am, uh, who doesn't feel threatened by it and even encourages me to uh, explore and have fun with my gay side and it's been all kinds of fun Um, but there are so many others out there who are terrified to talk to their own partners and let alone the rest of the world and so no wonder the buys are invisible out there um kind of sucks but thank you for helping me along on my journey you guys mean a lot to me uh it's great entertainment it's great learning and really relatable and uh helps me feel uh like not alone in the world and that uh being bi is uh kind of gayish in its own way there so thank you and feel free to follow up if there's anything else you'd like to know so thanks take care okay great enough of that 
Yeah. Enough of them. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we, had, we did it. All, did all, it. We buyed all the buys. <laughs> all the buys are, have been buyed. We've arrived at buy town. Mm-hmm. We're, we love it. We're happy. Um, and thank you to all the people that we didn't, uh, we weren't able to, to play or read everyone's, but thank you to everyone who wrote in and gave us some of your stories. So we really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. I especially appreciated, um, somebody, somebody wrote in and, uh, one of, one of the people that wrote in gave us a, a lovely message and said at the end, PS, I don't know if you're still doing it, but I don't like pie, neither making nor eating it. <laughs> Stereotype confirmed. Yeah. Bye yep. people hate pie 100% of respondents said that they do not eat pie <laughs> based on our meta study of one email <laughs> uh so we did it yeah should we take a break yeah let's take a break who are you gonna bang while we're gone bye break this is the part where mike and kyle take a break so are we back yeah i think we're back <laughs> we're back uh we're gonna do our gayest and straightest we're gonna do our gayest and straightest but first bye first our website no. But first, our last live stream. We've been doing quarantine live streams the last Saturday of the month, every month since March. And we've decided that September will be our last one. Yeah. Uh, that's not because we dislike you, which which we I, I dislike you, but, uh, but that's not why. Uh, the end of October is Halloween. The end of November is Thanksgiving. The end of December is Christmas. So, like, we really just want everybody to concentrate on their family. Yeah. Yeah, something focus on the family oh that's a horrible organization (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if you are interested uh you can join us um on facebook from the facebook page that will be just a couple of days from now saturday september the 26th at 6 p.m pacific and uh you don't have to be like a facebook user like you anyone can uh use a link and watch so i've seen some people say like is there anywhere else you can do it but facebook and it's like well Actually, you don't have to have a profile. So if you're one of those, you know, I don't have Facebook because I'm cool. Yeah. You can still watch us. Great. Well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. All of our social media is at gayishpodcast. We're on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, let's say Vimeo. <laughs> We're not there. <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Sure. Yeah. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. Very long voicemails, some of you. No, it's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Have you been there in a minute? Yep, I got some stuff. You want to see what we got? Yeah. First of all, we got an advanced copy of <gasps> If These Ovaries Could Talk from our friends over at If These Ovaries Could Talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie Kelton and Robin Hopkins. This is a not for resale special kind. Oh, my God. We're like advanced <laughs> whatever readers or whatever. Yeah. Um, we've had them on our show. They've been on ours. Wait. Yeah. We've been on theirs. Yes. They've been on, yes. Yes. Um, they're awesome. I love them. Um, and this is so cool that they... Uh, they have a book out. Yeah. When are we get putting our book out, Mike? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that <clears throat> after the show. Okay. Uh, and this box, which I don't know what's in it. <gasps> Here we go. If we die, everybody, <laughs> this is when it happened. It's a gift in a box. Uh, popcorn. Packing peanuts. Packing peanuts. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Give this shit a try if you want, and let me know if you'd be interested in letting me sponsor an episode. Thanks. Patrick, 
CEO at fuckinggoodsoap.com. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Pretty soap. For dirty mouths and clean bodies. I love that. This one's for you. It's body butter, but on the top it says it's fuckboy. Wait, okay. <laughs> There's, wait. Fuckboy body butter? <laughs> I don't know what that means. And these soaps are man bar and fuckboy. Oh, that must be a scent. <laughs> then. A, yeah, they, they're fuckboy line and they're man bar line. Great. Well, thanks, fuckinggoodsoap.com. <laughs> Well, I mean, I shouldn't thank them yet. Oh, hear. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you can send us free stuff. That's cool. Uh, do you want? Do you want fuckboy or man bar? Oh, man I, bar. I was gonna say I want fuckboy. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. Um, yeah, thank you. And they're uh, in Portland, uh, one of the many uh, anti-fascist, <laughs> confirmed anti-fascist cities. Yeah, that's right. That's right. An anarchist, um, anarchist jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that needed to happen. Sure. <laughs> I got fucking popcorn all over my goddamn dining room. That's the mail. Great. Um, the four R's. Well, stop touching oh, yeah. the packing peanuts while you're doing this. I had to stop I touching have, my laptop. And I have to. I have to edit the audio. So, uh, the four R's: rate, review, recommend, and rubscribe. Yeah, it's very, very helpful. Yeah, it is, and we appreciate everyone who's done that already, and we depreciate everyone who has not done that that's right that's right that's that's what that word <laughs> accounting um yes and straightest? let's do our gayest and straightest do you want me to go first yeah great uh the gayest thing about me this week so i got the new spirit island i don't know that expansion means. spirit island is one of my favorite board games of all time oh. and they uh put out an expansion on kickstarter and i kickstarted it and it got here and because i paid a shitload of money it came with these little wooden boxes that you put together and uh, it stores like all of your tokens and all your like monies and all of the stuff. And then they're so perfectly designed that everything goes magically exactly mm, in the box. Like that's such perfect. a good feeling. And when it was over, I was like, "Oh, I'm that gay. <laughs> like I am the fastidious. I like that all of the shit is exactly perfect." That is a stereotype we don't talk as much about. Like fastidious. Like just you know very everything put together in its spot yeah yeah i mean i don't know how much of that you and i got i mean look at our homes mm-hmm. <laughs> well my thing is i have like piles of things everywhere but i know exit like i know this pile contains these things so i yeah. know where they are but they're not too pleasant to look at yeah. uh the straightest thing about me this week so uh i, I freaked out because i was brushing my teeth and i looked and i thought i had a new freckle or like a growth or like mm. i like I was sure I had cancer. Uh, no, it was chocolate. Um, <laughs> so, uh, because my roommate has been out of town and I've had the place to myself, I've been like watching TV shirtless and or in tank tops a lot and eating my keto ice cream bars. And the chocolate on those is very crumbly. And I just, I ended up, I got a big old piece of chocolate on me and, and it looked like a black <laughs> skin cancer. <laughs> I love that. Um, my gayest is that, uh, I had an appointment with my psychiatrist virtually Avi, Um, and I had to remind her that like, I'm on an HIV pre- prevention medication. It's Discovy and it's not Truvada and it like, it's to help with the kidney function. Like, like, you yeah. know, I just have to remind her about the HIV pre- prevention shit and yep. what it does and why. And, um, yeah, at least she remembered that I was taking something, but you know. You kind of have to be in charge of your own medication and yeah you're making me wonder if my doctors all know about each other 
Yeah. <laughs> well, my psychiatrist gives me like 90% of the meds I take. Oh, and then, yeah. um, so she, she knows should, most maybe, of it. We should kick that up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 95%. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, my straightest is that, uh, I have gotten one haircut since all the quarantine stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. So I've, my hair right now is at the crazy length where it's really fucking annoying and it looks so bad but mm. i'm i'm trying to go as long as i can and unkempt uh not caring about appearance i know that pride 48 big fatty asked you about it and you were like mm. <laughs> is that what i said probably i don't remember that at all but <laughs> um okay a listener's gay sustratus this one is the one that i was supposed to read last week and then didn't because i forgot we had one from brian felduto it comes from dragon pup shiro shiru shiro Dragon Pup Shiro from our Discord server. Straightest, playing with lasers outside in the smoke and making lightsaber sounds. <laughs> well, of course, why do we have to do that one? <laughs> and uh, gayest, trying on my friend's pup hood to see if that size is a good one for me. Oh. <laughs> uh, like a, a lightsaber pup would be like a real cute like combination. Somebody is into that. That's true. <laughs> I mean, hey pup, take this lightsaber. Oh my god, there's got to be Wookiee porn. <laughs> god. I mean, there also has to be Ewok porn, right? Oh. Just orgies that, like, you can't, oh, no. you don't know what. Why did we get to the most interesting part at the end? Sorry, bisexuals, Ewok orgies are more exciting than you. Okay, anyway. Bisexual Ewok <gasps> orgies. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. This has been gay. The weirdest ending. <laughs> Sure, okay. Uh, a special thank you to Sigmund Freud. Yeah. And thank you to all the bisexuals, omnisexuals, pansexuals, or, or whatever else sexuals that you are for just, you know, existing. They won't be erased. Yeah. Great. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be much, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. And that's the list. <laughs> <laughs>